Hello, and welcome to Two Profs in a Pod. I'm Tanisha. And I'm Beth. We are professors at Glendale Community College in Arizona. We are also faculty developers in the Center for Teaching and Learning. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we are going to talk about inspiration. Inspiration. Who doesn't love talking about inspiration? I love talking about inspiration. Uh, I hope you are interested in inspiration. That's why we are here. So first, we're going to start with really a definition. I mean, we're edu nerds. I mean, we're in education. We're nerdy. And we're all about definitions. I'm a nerd. So, you know, I got the Oxford Dictionary in my personal library. (laughs) So I went straight to the dictionary to look up the definition for inspiration. And what I found is that it's defined as a creative force or influence stimulating creativity I know oftentimes when we talk about inspiration, it's associated with creativity. So that that's a, a great definition for that. Um, I also read that it's a divine influence, especially on the writing of scripture. So there are some, you could say, religious undertones or spiritual undertones to the idea of inspiration. Oftentimes when I talk to people about inspiration, I hear them say things like it was divine inspiration or divine influence. And then we have C, which is a sudden brilliant idea which I think is great because I think a lot of our inspiration is truly brilliant. Whether you're in the classroom, outside of the classroom, it's truly brilliant information that comes across all the time. Um, Of course, like I said, I'm a nerd. So my Oxford Dictionary is also a thesaurus. So I looked on the the thesaurus section and the words that we found uh, was genius, oracle, stimulus, spirit, revelation, vision, and stroke of genius, stroke of genius. So that kind of helps to provide a framework or kind of where we're working in when we talk about inspiration. But of course, we're not limited to that definition. Uh, People have their own definitions for inspiration. But we felt like it was kind of important to talk about, you know, uh, why talk about inspiration? And I'm going to throw that question to Beth. Uh, Beth, why do you think it's important for us to talk about inspiration? Tanisha, before I talk about that, I need our listeners to know that you have actually brought your dictionary with you today and it is sitting on the table. And I, I saw you had a sack of books here. Yes. I did not know the dictionary was was there. So Well it's you, here it's it's here just in case because you never know when you need to look up something. Today and, today you outnerded me. I'm just gonna say. I'm I truly outnerded okay. you. It's true. I have I have actually have four books in front of me. I'm that nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway <laughs> All right, so why are we talking about inspiration today? Um, There's so much happening in the world uh, globally and even in our country now that it'd be really nice to have some inspiration. Yes. And certainly as teachers, it's vital for us to have ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, when we go into a class, we've got to have hopefully that inspiration ahead of time before we get there. Um, And then likewise even when things are happening that bring stress or anxiety and on campus, we might need to have a little bit of extra inspiration. Yes. So I think that in difficult times, inspiration is especially important. Uh, And I think also to our students, we've geared this podcast a little bit, I think more toward inspiration as teachers and how we get inspiration, but I also have a little bit on how we can be inspiring to students, which I think is important. Too. Yes, that's great. Okay, so what does the research say? I went to the brain research actually and wrote a little bit about neuroplasticity. And so basically the more plastic your brain is, the more able that we are to make brand new connections, 
um, then the better able we are to receive inspiration. So it's all Mm -hmm. about us being able to make new connections. We'll talk about how we can do that coming up in a little bit. And I went to the very trusty uh, Google. (laughs) (laughs) I know we tell our students all the time, right? Don't Google, don't Google stuff. It's not reliable. But um, the truth of the matter is that I think Google is great. Uh, You can Google lots of information and it's really how you use it that really makes the difference, right? Are you looking up legitimate, credible information? So I actually came across this article from uh, entrepreneur.com and the title of the article is actually Steve Jobs systematically cultivated his creativity you can too and I think it's great because Steve Jobs was seriously an innovator an entrepreneur uh, creative inspiring I mean he's no longer with us today but he's still inspiring people uh, and will be inspiring us for years to come and I also came across in the article this quote that Steve Jobs Uh, said and it was creativity is just connecting things when you ask creative people how they did something they feel a little guilty because they didn't really do it they just saw something it seemed obvious to them after a while and I think that's really interesting because I think it's really hard to put creativity and inspiration into a box Uh, even when we were getting ready for this podcast I found this podcast to be really difficult to really try to talk about Mm -hmm. because with me, creativity kind of just happens. It just, inspiration happens anywhere I go. Like I could drive by a McDonald's and I'm inspired in some sort of way. (laughs) Uh, It's really like, even now it's really hard for me to really describe and explain. So, because I understand the concept, it's the contextualization that's the most difficult, right? How do you put this in, how do you contextualize it? And I think that's what a lot of people are interested in. If it doesn't naturally happen to you, then how can you cultivate that? And I thought this article was perfect because it really gives us the how. Because according to this article, Steve Jobs systematically cultivated this creativity. So he cultivated it so that he could make these connections. Uh, So what were some of the ways that this was done? Uh, It actually kind of divided several things up. Like, for example, in the article, it talked about pursuing diverse interests. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great way to cultivate creativity because I personally believe that I'm a a person who has, like, diverse interests. And I've tried lots of different things. And sometimes that's how the pieces come together. So, like, for example, you know, I teach. But I also did theater in high school. So that influences me, right? In the classroom, you're always performing. This is explaining a lot. (laughs) It does explain a lot. (laughs) Because I I do slip, sometimes I do slip into character when Mm -hmm. I am talking about stuff in communication. So that explains a lot. Um, Also, I've tried different things. Like there was a moment where I like was into like belly dancing for a moment. And I thought, oh, belly dancing is so cool. Or Zumba or CrossFit. I mean, there's all types of stuff that I just love. And uh, I think that really influences my creativity because I've pursued diverse interests. Other things they talked about in the article, uh, walking, which I thought was interesting. Mm. uh, How Steve Jobs focused on walking to systematically cultivate creativity. So like anytime anyone in a meeting was stuck or they just needed ideas, they just go for a walk because there is really something calling about Uh walking. Uh Another aspect of it was meditation. The article identified meditation as cultivating uh, creativity, which I truly believe in because I meditate. I practice meditation. Uh, I try to practice 20 minutes 
like maybe three to four minutes, uh, three to four days per week. And I feel like that makes a world of a difference mm -hmm. because it gives you an opportunity to really clear your mind. And I think in clearing your mind and decluttering your mind, you open up the possibilities to connect those pieces for that creativity and inspiration. And then let's see. Yeah, those were the three. Yeah, okay. pursuing diverse interest, walking and meditation. So that's kind of what I, I gauge from, from some of the information that I researched. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. great. I read an article too called Inspirational Teaching in Higher Education, What Does It Look, Sound and Feel Like? by James Darunian. This was a study from 2017 where the author really wanted to examine, well, what, what does inspirational teaching look like and how mm -hmm. do we measure it? Mm -hmm. And what I thought was really interesting is he pulled a lot of pieces together, um, and, and this study was done in the UK, but he pulled a lot of pieces together about, for example, the austerity measures in the UK, the rising cost of tuition for our students, the kind of focus on quality assurance, and then also just a general need for excellence in education. So he pulled all these pieces together as sort of rationale for doing this a particular study and I get the impression too that part of it was well then if students are paying more we need to increase the value mm -hmm. and maybe one of the ways that we can do that is by having teachers who are not just good or not just even great but teachers who are excellent and excellent teachers are ones who inspire their students mm -hmm. so what I read about was this particular study and what students said about what inspiration was. And it's interesting because it's a little bit different from the dictionary definition that you gave earlier. Mm. So when students were uh, taking part in this study, they had three ways that they defined inspirational teaching. One, they felt like it was motivational teaching. And that's, I think when I think of inspiration, I think of motivation too, yes. that's a big part of it. Um, they felt like it was encouraging teaching. So inspirational teaching is encouraging. And then also, if the instructor was passionate about their subject and what they were teaching that day, they felt like that was inspirational. Mm -hmm. So those were the three key pieces that came out in his study. Some other things that came out were memorable lectures, um, the class actually being a little bit challenging, right? Mm -hmm. So it made them think in ways that they had not thought before. There was a lot on, there were a lot of students who said things about thinking, right? So they also mentioned controversy. They also mentioned humor. So these were things they felt like were inspiring. And I wanted to include something about inspiring teaching because I remember some years ago, maybe it was like 10 years ago. I don't know. It could have been, it could have been more because time really flies. <laughs> um, but I started reading about the millennial generation because I was then teaching millennials. And I was like, what's wrong with these people? Right. So I wanted to educate myself about where they were coming from and, and what they were like. And one of the things I really remember that stuck with me is that millennials really wanted to be inspired. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, well, that's when I really started thinking about my own teaching because I'm such a goal-oriented, competitive person. And I can take a group from point A to point B right. and they're going to get a higher test score. Mm -hmm. And of course, I was teaching during all the testing mm -hmm. uh, craze. Yes. Right. That we're still in. Um, so I feel like a lot of my teaching was, oh, I need to get this group here, right. you know, as, as efficiently and quickly and, and 
you know, however, however, however I can so that when they take the test, they're going to do better. And I was good at that. I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started reading about millennials is when I started thinking that there's got to be more. Yes. Right. There, there has to be more than just that. Maybe I'm missing something. More than inspiration or more than... No, more than getting someone from point A to point B. Uh, absolutely. Or, or maybe point A and point B are different for every student. And maybe there's a point A and point B that they don't even articulate. And they are not sure that they've made it to point B. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Because I, I, it's a personal growth, you know, aspect about themselves that I don't even know what that is. Right. And I think that's very true because I truly believe that learning in the classroom is really personal. Mm-hmm. And point A to point B can be put on paper, mm-hmm. but how you get that student from a, point A to point B can be more personal to that learner. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly believe the one way to get everyone there, if possible, is through inspiration. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that was definitely needed, especially in K through 12, because that's where you were doing the mm-hmm. testing, because mm-hmm. you, ex- you have experience in K through 12. And I think that's mm-hmm. important for the listeners to know that you have a background in K through 12 teaching and then also teaching on the college level Mm -hmm. and the pressure to get from point A to point B. But I think you can be so focused on that point A to point B on paper, you lose the inspiration Mm -hmm. and it can become very dry and very boring. And I do believe that millennials do seek that inspiration Mm -hmm. because you always hear about how they look for it in work. So why would it not be the same in the classroom? Right. Right. In the classroom. Like people just want to be inspired. Mm -hmm. They want to be woke. Mm -hmm. You know what woke means? Okay. If you don't know what woke means, that means kind of like your awareness, your social consciousness, consciousness, your social awareness is like wide open. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of our students kind of come to our classroom looking to be woke. And there are certain instructors who can do that. Mm -hmm. And that really comes down to being inspiring. And I love how that study laid that out. As far as based on the student surveys, what do they find to be inspirational teaching? Because mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. minds, you know, we kind of have our teaching mental bubble and we think we know what's inspiring and we think we're amazing. But what do the students say? And the students say that inspirational teaching, like you said, is motivational, encouraging. Uh, there's passion mm-hmm. from the instructor mm-hmm. and it makes mm-hmm. a huge difference. I know it's made a difference on me and I'm sure it's made a difference with you mm-hmm. too, right? In the oh, classroom. definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm focusing a lot more on it. Yes. So what... What do we say about inspiration in terms of what what inspires us? I have a lot (laughs) to say about inspiration, (laughs) but we don't have that type of time. So I I tried to put my stuff in notes. Like I said, uh, when it comes to creativity, like for me, it it often happens anytime, any place, anywhere with anyone or anything. Sometimes it's seasonal. Right. It Mm -hmm. serves its purpose for the moment. Then I apply it or write it down and I use it uh, or it just pops into my brain and just disappears. So um, that's kind of how inspiration happens for me. But I try to contextualize it for our listeners. So things that inspire me, like first and foremost, creative content. So singers, dancers, uh, poets, like when I see people in their elements creatively and they're producing amazing content. That inspires me. Mm -hmm. Um, Another big inspiration for me, especially since like we're nerds. Uh, heroines and like mm-hmm. anti-heroines or villainesses. I don't know what the term is, but they're heroines who really represent like brains, brawn, and beauty. And they go against the standards and they fight against the status quo. Like to me, yeah. that is inspiring. Like for me, for my generation, it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. If you want to talk about being a nerd, I will proudly say I own seven seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer on DVD. 
It's the most amazing show. Josh Sweden <laughs> was a genius. And we didn't have, like, any other examples. Like, this is, like, pre-Marvel DC, right? right. Like, now we have, right. like, you know, Wonder Woman was finally added. Finally. It took too long, but that's a whole other story. But now we have, like... Uh, characters like Black Widow, mm-hmm. uh, Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy, Agent Carter, like all of these are great Marvel heroines. Mm-hmm. But before Wonder Woman, who I love, that's a whole other podcast, um, it was all about Buffy. It was all right. about Buffy. And my, a lot of my inspiration comes from those heroines, like those those amazing women, right? That These amo- amazing, well-written characters and just nerd culture type stuff. Mm-hmm. So Awesome. That's a great list. What about you? That brought back... Uh, a couple things to my mind, mm-hmm. like the old Wonder Woman series, yes. which was probably a little bit before your time, mm-hmm. and also the Bionic Woman. Yes, that was so a big one. That, that those are what I grew up on, mm-hmm. and and yeah, inspiring. Mm-hmm. I think my ins- my inspiration a lot of times is self cultivated, um, and you and I have talked about this a little bit before, but I definitely take some of the tips that we have here, like unplugging decluttering yes for me it's going outside and uh, sitting in the quiet and not being connected to anything Mm -hmm. and really trying to kind of clear my brain which is a good way to kind of encourage inspiration Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah there's there's ways to create those connections in your brain that cause inspiration to happen so exercising yes um, you know I find that that does a lot for me Mm-hmm. It's almost, it's probably better than caffeine, but I agree. Yeah. Yes. Um, reading meditation, which you said earlier, uh, this author that I read said playing video games, which isn't really something that I do, but maybe and some of our listeners do that and they could try that for inspiration. Mm-hmm. One of the important things I read about too, is getting ready to record your inspiration when you get it. Yes. And I started doing that just because I thought, well, I'm old, I'm going to forget. Right. So I better write this down. Right. Well, I use voice memo on my phone. And so I, we could look at my voice memo right now, and I've got little 10-second voice mm-hmm. memos about an idea that I got. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's where all my ideas sit. How and about that's you? great. Uh, my documentation um, is a mix of old school, new school. So I use, like, a regular thing called a notebook with paper. <laughs> and I also use uh, my notes in my phone. Mm-hmm. That's what I use. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's on our radar, Tanisha? What's on our radar? I always have things on my radar. So um, one of the things I have on my radar is Black Panther. Uh, We are talking about inspiration. It is an inspiring movie that is just taking over the globe. Um, The story is amazing. It's it's really a hero's tale. Good versus evil. um, Tradition versus innovation and modernization. The actors are amazing. Talk about inspiration. Like for a moment I have no words (laughs) because it was it was just satisfying like I love Michael B. Jordan he was Mm -hmm. amazing as the villain um the the woman who played Shuri uh uh, Angela Bassett Forrest Whitaker uh Andy Serkis I mean the list goes on and on and on quality actors quality story Uh, my inspirational takeaway is you know when you face uh adversity the thing that can get you through it is community and your morals and values and your ethics. Yes, love it. I'm I'm super happy to see this on your list, on your on your nerd radar, because I'm going to see this tomorrow night. 
Yeah. So I'm going to expect to be inspired. Oh, that's, great. That's our date night movie tomorrow. I'm glad I didn't I'm spoil super... anything. I was... No, it, it's okay. Okay. It's okay. Okay. No, yes. I'm, I'm excited you're going to see it. Um, what I'm reading right now is, well, one of the things I'm reading right now is called um, When They Call You a Terrorist, a Black Lives Matters memoir mm. by Patrice Kahn Cullors, who mm-hmm. is um, the founder of the Black Lives Matters movement. And I don't know enough about it yet. And maybe there's some argument about who started it. I don't really know. And I just started this book. So it's a little bit about her background right now. We haven't really gotten into uh, the whole movement yet. So Mm -hmm. I'm still waiting to get there. But I'm really excited to be reading this book and and learning about it. Mm -hmm. uh, Because I think it's such an interesting movement and contemporary. And yeah, I'm excited to read about it. We're going to leave you with some nuggets today. Yes. I got excited <laughs> because I love nuggets. These are these are <laughs> tiny but very heavy nuggets, so they could be gold. They could be gold. Yes, I, I titled this little segment like just for me personally, niches nuggets, just because of the uh, a little bit of alliteration. Does that you, count as you alliteration? Can, you can name a segment after yourself. Niches I'm okay with that. Nuggets, I like that. Um, so I have two nuggets. Uh, the first one: Don't wait for inspiration to come to you. Actively seek it and it will find you. It's like what Beth mentioned earlier about cultivation and what the Steve Jobs article was talking about. You have to cultivate your inspirational space. So for me, I have spaces and places where I can get inspiration. People I talk to for inspiration. Uh, My inspiration usually comes from just driving home in silence, Mm -hmm. driving in my car in silence. Ideas just come to me. And when you cultivate these spaces, I I truly believe the inspiration and the connection can come to you. Uh, Number two, there is cultivation and inspiration. So once again, that just ties into cultivate to inspire. Mm -hmm. My nugget. Can I have a nugget in Nisha's nuggets? It sounded like nougat. (laughs) (laughs) But I get what you mean. (laughs) Okay. It's simply to uh, encourage people to take a break and to treat yourself to something nice because you deserve it. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And join us next time when we'll talk about the 21st century teacher.